how to increase the client base by just simply asking for referrals. And it is a simple concept, but the irony is I've trained thousands of people and no one really does it if we were to ask in a particular way that was comfortable. And you genuinely said, if I asked, would it actually affect that relationship negatively at all? You'd be amazed at the sort of general answer that would be, you know what, really? It couldn't affect the relationship. From the city of Beaky Blinders, Birmingham, England, I would like to introduce you to Paddy Dandar. As the world becomes more automated and the robots take over, it's imperative that we build the right human skills for the future. So pull up a chair, grab a smoser or two, and make yourself very uncomfortable. Hey folks, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Super School Podcast. I'm your host, Paddy Danda, and on today's show, we have a guest who's written a book called Just Ask. His focus is all about asking for referrals to grow your business and your personal brand. And he's joining me all the way from sunny Spain. So thank you so much, Graham Eisner, for joining me today on the show. Pleasure. Good morning, Paddy. Nice to be here. Uh, you're welcome. I said just before we kicked off, Graham, it's refreshing to hear a fellow Brit on the podcast. And I was just about to say, because most of my guests are in exotic locations, and then you told me you were from Spain, and I was like, damn. <laughs> that is true. Uh, and you're in sunny Barcelona. I am indeed. Fantastic. Well, I'm certainly jealous. I'm in cloudy Birmingham, but hey, we won't let that get in the way. So, Graham, for those of the listeners who haven't come across your book and you, yourself, can you give us a bit of background about your journey up until now? Sure. So I worked for you know, a large investment bank from 1990 to 2000, and my role there was to find clients. And I've always been the person that's decided, you know, where is the easiest but best client I could look for? And for me, that always came via referrals. And so I was known within Goldman Sachs, where I worked, to, you know, I asked multiple people, not just internal partners, but also clients and intermediaries, you know, they knew that one that, that, that they'd be happy to introduce me as a way of, as a way of building the business. And that's always how I've thought about things. I, I left there in 2000, really for the last 23 years, I've trained really on all this, on this sub, one subject to entrepreneurs, to people who have to be in the banking world or professional services about how to increase the client base by just simply asking for referrals. And it is a simple concept, but the irony is I've trained thousands of people and no one really does it for many good reasons. They don't do it, or if they do it, perhaps they don't do it effectively. And I'm, I'm just excited to help people see it. It's actually quite simple and hence the simplicity of the, my book, calling it Just Ask. Well, what a great superpower for us to deep dive on today, because I think Maybe it's a cultural thing, but I don't see too many of my peers, especially in the UK, going out asking for referrals. It's often seen as, uh, I guess, they're a little bit shy to ask. And maybe that's a cultural thing, I'm not sure. But it'd be really interesting to hear some of your perspectives, whether certain regions in the world are better at this than others. Um, so I'm really excited to know more about that. But before we do, so when we talk about referrals, could you just expand on that a little bit for us? 
Well, you know, a simple one would be to say, I've got, you know, if you are in a business or you're an individual running a business, you've got clients and those clients, quite simply, I'm asking each individual client if they could introduce me to one other person that could become my client. So that's one element of referrals. And then depending on what business or industry you're in, that will launch out to suppliers that you're working with. They also could, a friend or a family, of course, could introduce you to someone, an ex-work colleague could introduce you to someone. So it's really being very laterally thinking and thinking about all the people that you know, even if you haven't spoken to someone for one year, three years, five years, 10 years, to get in touch and to ask for a referral. Because the truth is people want to help. They want to help you, but it's about just asking. And I understand, we'll get onto that, how to ask comfortably, but that's a little definition. Yeah, and I'm just thinking about people listening out there. I mean, this is something that's applicable equally for someone who's in a full-time job versus someone who is an independent, perhaps entrepreneur or consultant, is what I'm guessing. Is that the case? Absolutely. I think whatever environment you're in, if you're looking to grow and expand, it's really about how do I use that network? You know, what is that network in front of me? For everyone, it's different, but ultimately it's how do I get to it? And how do I take advantage of it in a very professional and enjoyable way. Got it. Okay. So I alluded there to the fact that people, some of the people that I know aren't perhaps so good at doing this or don't go out of their way to ask for referrals. Why do we think that is? Because I'm guessing that is something you're seeing quite widespread, especially if you're having to train lots of people in this. Yeah, it's very widespread. I mean, the reason is because there's a lot of fear and there could be fear attached to it. And I think we all know in life when there's fear attached to things, we kind of avoid it. We don't go there. We stay in our comfort zones. And that's just a natural reaction. And we have a lot of things that go through our heads. So for example, we think, oh, it'd be such an uncomfortable conversation. I prefer not to go there. Or maybe they don't know anyone or it would affect my relationship negatively. That's a great person I'm working with. Or if it's a family or friend, you know, suddenly I've turned it into a sort of professional ask and that it will change how we are together or, or, or things just not been going in this business relationship and things haven't been going so well in the last two months. So I can't ask because things, you know, aren't good at the moment. So there are so many things that go in our head or it feels a bit salesy or pushy or aggressive or rude or uncomfortable. And, and I suppose, uh, you know, one thing I always like to ask people to think about is if we were to ask in a particular way that was comfortable. And you genuinely said, if I asked, would it actually affect that relationship negatively at all? You'd be amazed at the sort of general answer that would be, you know what, really? It couldn't affect the relationship. Got it. And is there cultural differences, would you say, or not? Have you come across certain areas of the world where people are better at this than others? I would say that it's true in America, probably, well, not probably. In America, they are more open and less shy just to get out there and ask. But I would say outside of America, pretty much universally, it is not, it's not something that is done and there is that sort of shyness to it or just different reasons that are coming in that are preventing. Could you tell us a few insights from the book as to if somebody is struggling to get referrals or wants to know how to go about it, where might they start? Sure. So I think, first of all, I would say to someone, all right, just Think of your, your background, your current situation, and just make that lateral list of people you think you could ask for referrals from. And let's try and think, actually, we could ask everyone. And if, secondly, if we could look through that list and think, what is it that's holding me back? And actually 
challenge that a little bit and go, really, does that need to be a reason why I wouldn't ask for a referral? Let's say that someone's done that. They're now at the stage of being willing to ask for referrals. Then a few things I'm suggesting is I think asking for referral is always in person or perhaps a video conference, if that's the only way you interact, but I wouldn't suggest it's on the phone or the email, so it's in person. I wouldn't say it's in a group situation. Uh, and it's a one-on-one ask. And in my book, I haven't talked about sort of seven steps, but very briefly, you know, I think it's asking for one particular referral if you know that the person that you want to be introduced to. And if you don't, then it's actually only asking for one person. What a lot of people do when they ask for referrals or anyone that you know, any family, friends, business, call, no, if we ask for just one, it's much easier for the person to take that in. And then what we really want to do is we want to warm that person up to helping you. Now, that might be if they're a business colleague, they've been working for two years, you might remind them about the history of the relationship, what, how you work together, how the relationship is benefiting them, what parts of the firm resources they're taking advantage of. That might be what you do to warm them up. You might say, you know, there's a cup, there's a little room for uh, one or two extra clients I could take on. So I'd love to ask your help. I'm asking a few people that I know very trusted if they could help me with introducing to one person. Or you could be warming them up by a particular situation that has happened. But ultimately, you want to make it that it's a, a no brainer situation. They want to help you. And then the other parts that is when they're actually going to ask, what you really want them to do is to either call this person or they're going to meet this person and just talk about you and how and highly of you and some of the parts of the relationship that are quite special and help to set up the meeting for you. That's what you want process to achieve. And the last thing I would say to everyone is I know what will happen when you do take ask for referrals. There'll be some that will say, yeah, I'd love to help you or they'll give a name, but then nothing happens. And the thing is to try to not let it drop. And what I suggest to a lot of people is find a buddy to work on this so you can get someone who's helping you follow it up. And actually asking two or three weeks later, you know, John, you mentioned that you kindly would introduce me to someone that I really appreciate that. I wonder if you had a chance to do that. So there was a few sort of ideas of how you can push this forward. If I'm thinking about asking something from someone in this way, before we continue, here's a quick word about the sponsors of this show. So your execs have decided to go through a big transformation to change your ways of working. They've restructured the teams, invested in new tools and techniques, but there's one small problem. How do we measure our improvement consistently across the organization without falling into the trap of relying on what we call vanity metrics? Yup, those KPIs that look great on paper, but just aren't very useful. I wanna introduce you to Comparative Agility. It's the world's largest continuous improvement platform. They've gathered over 4 million data points from thousands of organizations so that you can benchmark your maturity against the world index or compare yourself to your industry. They have a wide range of different surveys covering topics such as business agility, psychological safety, DevOps, employee engagement, and many more. What makes these surveys so valuable is that they've been written by respected thought leaders who are experts in their field such as Mike Cohen from the world of Agile, all the way through to Dr. Amy Edmondson. So whether you're a coach, team manager, or a transformational leader, be sure to check out Comparative Agility to help implement a culture of continuous improvement. Best of all, you can test drive the platform completely free. To find out more, check out the link in the show notes. Now, let's get back to the episode. I guess emotion and emotional connection could be quite important. 
Like, how would you recommend we create that? Because if I'm, for example, asking you now, Graham, after our one-hour conversation and saying, hey, Graham, could you refer me to someone else in your network that I could potentially speak to on the podcast, then I guess you would have to be quite passionate and connected to my purpose for you to then take that step. So how do I create that connection with you? So that's a very good question. So I think, you know, therefore, if I was you, I would say something, you know, something like, you know, Graham, it's been really interesting speaking today. And I know you've had a sense of what I focus on with this podcast. And it's, you know, maybe just remind me the one or two, three key things. And I thought it'd be really interesting to ask you if there might be one person that you think fits into this. So give, make it very suggested to me, very direct. So I genuinely can think of one person because otherwise, and perhaps the way that you put it to me, it's such a big question. And then it's asked, think of anyone. I actually, my mind goes to that, well, it's just too big a question. But if we make it very specific, you reminded me about the, the, what your focus is and you're kind of like breaking down the barriers of, I want to help you because you're, you're making it directed towards me as well. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because I have asked that question in the past and some of my guests have come back and said, Paddy, I'm happy to help. And that's always been great because people are really positive. They're absolutely happy to help. But the follow-up question from them is, I know so many people, what type of guest are you looking for? And that absolutely ties in with what you just said there, because I've left the question so open. It could be anyone in the world. And I guess they want to do right by me and make sure they give me a good recommendation that's going to be in line with my expectation as well. And the, if we're very honest about this, and I don't think you're, I've seen that you're happy to be slightly vulnerable about the situation, your ask is a way of asking that keeps you in your comfort zone. Because it's kind of a general ask. It's, it's okay. They say, can I guess no? But what, yeah, what I'm proposing is people to get as specific as possible in order to give you that best opportunity. Got it. So in terms of the ask, is there some key criteria that you'd recommend I include? So one was around keeping it very precise and to the point. So it's not too broad. Are there other things that I should think about? Well, so I, so just, uh, I say this cause I, I, it's something I think asking for that one is really important. Just yeah. one. And I think, as I said, you're, you're reminding them about your relationship in some way. Now, obviously you just read, read something about the podcast. So ultimately what I was saying to you was to remind me of you in this world is making it me wanting to help you that that's what you're doing here. So I find that nuance of wanting to help me. Now your relationship with me is quick. We just know each other. So that's where you're going. But imagine if you've been working with a client for three years, they've got to know you. It's not just the values and USPs of your company or your entrepreneurship or your one sole business, but it's also you. How do you interact? What's your specialty? There's that trust between you. There's this way of working. And you can remind them of that because even though with one might think it's obvious or assume they know it, you just remind them. So that's what we're achieving in that part. And then I also do think, as I said, to qualify exactly the sort of referral you're looking for. So whichever business you're in, be really specific about what you're looking for. Because also we don't want to get, someone's going to do, you know, really kindly do some work for us. We don't want them to introduce someone who's a kind of waste of time. And then it's not embarrassing, but it's just not going to lead to anything anyway. And then, as I say, the other really important part is that actually managing how they're going to do it for you. And a couple of lines I like to use there are, 
you know, what's really worked well for me in the past is if you kindly could, or what's really powerful for me is if you kindly could give them a call and talk a little bit about what's special about our relationship and, and help to set up the fact I could have a short meeting with them. So you're, you're, you're doing a lot of that in the best way that you can. If I have a number of people that I've been working with, is there any recommendations on how many people I should go to and ask, or would you say start small and then grow from there? Well, you know, I come from a place saying, depending on your availability and your potential with space to grow your business, I genuinely think that this is the easiest, most powerful way to get a new business. And you know, I would even say, look, people go to lots of events and they go to this and that. They spend lots of time, but this is very simple. It doesn't need to take very long. You know, the ask is a couple of minutes. Let's say someone you haven't spoken to for three years, you would maybe send them a message. I'd love to ask you something. There's something I'd love to ask you. I know we haven't spoken for a long time. It's just so great working with you when we did it. So and so and so I was thinking about you. I'd love to ask you something. You're, you're helping one thing. You'll be probably a conversation about two or three minutes. I don't know. That's just an example of getting back in touch with someone, but. So in terms of how many, well, I would say be open to ask many. I would say create your own prioritized referral list, whichever business or whichever, whoever you are and whatever you're doing. So that, you know, you can, maybe that starts with 10 to 100 names, whatever you have time to create in that list, and then just systematically go through that list. Is there any advice around how would I prioritize those 100 people that I know? Would you suggest that we put some science into that or is that pretty much just list out all these people and then go for it? Well, I think the signs would depend on who you are and what your industry is. I don't know if you, could you make it a bit more stoic and I could give you some science behind it? Would you, would you, could you do that? Yeah. So, okay. If I go back to my previous work that I used to do where I worked for a large bank as well, I'm probably a competitor of Goldman Sachs and I used to do lots of training there and beyond that role, I guess it would have been great for me to then be able to reconnect with some of my ex-colleagues to perhaps refer me to other people in the business because the job I do now is for a training specialist company. And so if I was in that situation where I had lots of people that I had trained in the past and now I'm looking to get some referrals so that I could go back and do some third-party training because I no longer work for that company – what might I do there then in terms of the people so I think, select? Yeah. So I think the, sp- the first science is to identify those that knew you well, that worked with you, that there was some, there was bond, there was an understanding of you as a person, how you work, because as we all know, we just take that forward to the new roles. And those are the people with that special bond that will want to help you, that will want to reconnect with you. And I think it's about identifying that and you'll know in your heart they are. If there were 40, maybe it ends up being 15 that you know that if you wrote to them saying, hey, great to reconnect, have a five-minute call, that that you would do that. Just by the way, if ever we are reconnecting and asking someone else's help, I always like to think, what is it I can do for them? So obviously it's good to be sense of what are they doing and thinking laterally about how you could if you, how you could help them in some way. But it doesn't need to take time because that could be online, so it's all quite efficient. So I think there's that. And then if I think of family and friends, it's going to be the similar situation. There are going to be those that we know they would know people and by, by nature of how they know you, they'll go more at the top of the list, and below the list. And then the same though I have clients, you know, there are going to be those clients where I can prioritize the ones that again, have great appreciation for me as a person, our relationship, but 
and then the firm's relationship or the individual's services, the products that we're dealing with. So we just have to prioritize by nature of instinct and also some of the science of how long we've known them and what we're doing with them to create that, that lateral thinking list. In terms of the approach for connecting with somebody to ask for the referral, I guess we have different modalities we could use. We could send them a message through email. We could give them a call. We could perhaps use video, send them a little video as well. Do you have any advice there as to what would you recommend? Because I had somebody reach out to me on LinkedIn and they were trying to sell me something. But if they just sent me a message, just like a hundred other people do, I would not have even looked at it twice. But this lady, she'd actually created a little video and it just felt so personal that I just had to respond, even though I didn't plan to buy anything from her. So for me, that was a great hook. It really got me to respond. But in this case, have you seen certain formats work better than others? Well, so, so bear in mind where I'm coming from is that warm referral. I mean, well done to this person and engaging with you. I suppose where I'm coming from is even before that. So this is just the people that you know. And so I'll keep it at that level for the second. And therefore, I think the most powerful is Look, if you're going to, if they're very high value and they're going to introduce you someone very valuable due to whatever your business is, maybe it's worth going and have a coffee with them. So when you're reconnecting, having coffee or with a client, obviously you're going to be seeing them. You would see them face to face. I think asking the referral is either face to face or on a, or I do it on a video conference. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing it on an email. I wouldn't do it on a sort of a message. And I, you know, because phone can easily be a video call, I would do it on video call. It's just that personal. It's also seeing the response. It's adjusting to the response. That's what I would suggest. Great advice. And when I was reading through some of the information on your website, you'd mentioned a professional introducer. What is one of those? I didn't even know these people existed. <laughs> well, it was mainly focusing on the world of private banking. And in private banking, you know, the professional issues is going to be a lawyer, an accountant, or a trustee. So it's those people that are connected to the clients. Mm -hmm. But of course, this transfer transfers itself to many other businesses. You know, if I'm in the hotels, then hotel business, then, you know, the food supplier knows me and has worked with me. So I can ask them or, you know, I can try and think laterally about lots of businesses, but ultimately it's pushing yourself to think about those people that you work with who aren't directly clients. And so when you're running the training sessions to help people with articulating their re request, I guess, or their ask, how do we go about that? Do you get, for example, somebody to have a go at writing out the ask first and then giving them some coaching on that? Like, what's the approach that you use to really kind of get people to learn some of these skills? Well, the approach I use is I work with someone on the day they're going to have a client meeting. And they download to me the history of that relationship, how well they know them, how well this person interacted with the firm, what resources they're using, what is their relationship, personal, not just firm. I'll hear all that. And then I will give them the lines to use, first of all, and they'll, they will um, repeat it back to me. So you know, that's me working on a very personal level. But I think being realistic and thinking again of your audience, I would be suggesting people work in pairs and try it out on each other before you go into a meeting. If it's a key meeting, think about it. If you can just get that, and bear in mind, I come from just asking for one referral, but it's a valuable referral to you. It's worth that five or 10 minutes before a meeting, isn't it? 
bounce it off this other person of what you're going to say and how you're going to say it. Perfect. I like that because I think there's nothing like learning in the moment when you're actually going to apply the skill. Whereas often when we go and get training in something, we just don't know when we're going to use that skill and it can be forgotten by the time we do come to use it. If I'm honest, I did, yeah, I don't see all my, I've done 25 years of this. I don't think people learn from that. People don't do it actually. I mean, if I did a workshop, I'd definitely get people excited about referrals, but they won't change. The only way it happens is if I do this before on the day and we actually repeat it. And even if I'm doing it with someone and I've asked them to repeat it, they'll even have forgotten what I've just said 20 seconds before. But that way I can get them to repeat it again and they will, they'll get it and then they will use it. And then they'll, you know, hopefully have a better chance, much better chance of success. So Graham, I think one of the more sensitive areas is family and friends. I think for me, I find it really difficult to ask my close family for anything related to business. So how would you overcome that barrier and what advice do you have for asking those folks for referrals? So what I like to suggest here is that assuming we've got that priority list and we've got that 10 family friends and is to say to this family or friend, you know, I'd love to have a, I'd love to have a, love a business chat with you. It'd be great. There's so many things I'd love to bring up with you and they're not going to say no to that, right? Now, so you're going to have a business chat. My sense would be pick them a good location. It's quiet. It's mutual, whatever that might be. And then my sort of thinking about approaching that, because they may not know you exactly what you're doing, depending on the family or the friend, you might know, not know exactly what you're doing. But I'd actually start with them. Maybe you don't know exactly what they're doing. Maybe you do. So I would start again. I'd be really interested to find out more on a business side. I wish I have so much fun in social life, whatever, or his family. It'd be great just to get, to learn more from us both about what we're actually doing. So maybe starting with them. And I'm, and then always trying to think laterally of how is it you could be helping them. So that's something that's going through the back of your mind. And then, and also bring that up at the appropriate moments of, you know, if there's a way to help them in some way. And then when you talk moving to about yourself, so it would be interesting to give you a little bit more sense of what it is I'm doing. You know, you'll give a kind of one minute, you know, clear cut way of describing what you're doing. And then you're going to move on to the, and you know, George, Rachel, you know, I really would love to ask you help on one thing. I know that there was this person, again, what I'm saying is the same template. There's this one person or they, there isn't a particular person, only one you know, I'd love to, I'm trying to build things up at the moment. I've got a bit of space here to do this. You know, if, there are, if you could help me to meet this one person. And so we're just taking it from there. So what am I doing there? We're sort of professionalizing that relationship. We're taking it out of the sort of social level and made it into a, an environment where they recognize and would like to help you on a business side. Oh, fantastic. Would alcohol also be <laughs> advisable or not? <laughs> well, you know, Paddy, that's, that's debatable in terms of your, you know, your ability to take in the alcohol and how much you want to say. <laughs> well said. So, Graham, we're just running out of time, but very quickly, if people want to get to know you and connect with you, how can they do that? So my website is www.graham-eisner.com and on there is an email or it's graham at graham-eisner.com would be a way to email me or LinkedIn. Perfect. Well, Graham, thank you so much for joining me today. And you've given me a whole bunch of inspiration. I'll certainly be 
slipping some of these tips into those side conversations that I'll be having with the family, friends and colleagues. So thank you once again for, for joining me today. It's a pleasure. Thanks very much, Fadi. Really enjoyed it.